If you have your Bibles, please open to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, and it's one of those interesting things that God does and how He arranges things. I hadn't talked to Ian about what I was going to talk about, but the way that song ended actually hits on a very important theme of uh, confession this morning, um, or this afternoon, I should say, which is the sufficiency of Christ. I mean, you think about uh, singing those words, by His all-sufficient merit, may we be raised to God's glorious throne, meaning it's only because of Jesus and His worth and His works that we get to the throne of God. We contribute nothing. We add nothing. Um, and so a song like that is singing some very precious truth. Uh, we're going to read Galatians chapter 5, verses 1 through 15. And before we read, I want to ask two questions that we're going to come back to at the end as kind of uh, the questions we want to ask as we pray. Question number one, have you been basing your acceptance with God on anything other than the finished work of Christ? Question number two, are you basing your acceptance of other believers on anything other than the finished work of Christ? So let's read Galatians chapter 5 verses 1 through 15. Paul writes this. He says, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Look, I, Paul, say to you that if you accept circumcision, Christ will be of no advantage to you. I testify again to every man who accepts circumcision that he is obligated to keep the whole law. You are severed from Christ, you who would be justified by the law. You have fallen away from grace. For through the Spirit, by faith, we ourselves eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith working through love. You were running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion is not from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. I have confidence in the Lord that you will take no other view, and the one who is troubling you will bear the penalty, whoever he is. But if I, brothers, still preach circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the offense of the cross has been removed. I wish those who unsettle you would emasculate themselves. For you were called to freedom, brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. Again, let me ask these questions. Have you been basing your acceptance with God on anything other than the finished work of Jesus Christ? And secondly, have you been, are you basing your acceptance of other believers on anything other than the finished work of Jesus Christ? Accepting any addition to Jesus necessarily binds us to everything that that addition implies. Look at what Paul says again in verse 3. It says, I testify again to every man who accepts circumcision, he is obligated to keep the whole law. 
There is no Christian, quote-unquote, appropriation of circumcision without also having to bring in the whole of the Mosaic Covenant. And the whole point of what Paul is saying is to these Galatians is, look, if you add anything to the cross of Christ, you are bound to keep perfectly whatever that addition is. And in the case of Galatia, these Judaizers were wanting to reimpose the Mosaic Covenant by demanding circumcision and saying, yes, faith in Jesus is important, but you also have to be circumcised if God's going to accept you. You also have to keep the Mosaic Law if God's going to accept you. And Paul, as we saw early on, says that's a different gospel. Paul is laboring and using his language, he is laboring to help the Galatians remember that Jesus alone is sufficient for their right standing with God and for their acceptance with one another. Um, It's not just that he makes us right with God. He is the foundation for Christian fellowship. And Paul is also dealing with in this church uh, Peter, who at one point separated himself from Gentiles over this issue. So the finished work of Christ is absolutely essential. And if we accept anything in addition to it, we are bound to all that that addition brings. Consider the force of verse 9. It says, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. Meaning, if we allow even a small addition to the sufficiency of Jesus, then that small addition will eventually work its way into and out of all aspects of the Christian life. And that's what Paul is laboring to help the Galatians see. The sufficiency of Christ, it is the only lens by which we view our acceptance with God. And it is the only means by which we accept other believers. And the whole point of Galatians saying the same thing again is that Christ is our sufficient ground for acceptance with God and for accepting one another. And the danger is subtle as subtle as the serpent in the garden saying, did God really say? Today, through the mouth of the Judaizers and others, they will ask a similar, a related question, is Jesus really enough? And we need to be ready to say absolutely yes. And so we come back to the two questions. Again, just examine your heart. This is something As Christians, we know the gospel. We keep the gospel central here at North Avenue. But because we are all sinners and prone to wander, we can so easily start to slip in to saying, well, I know Jesus is sufficient, but I also need to rely on X, Y, and Z over here for God to really accept me or for me to really accept another professing believer. So the two questions, and then we'll go to prayer. Have you been, are you basing your acceptance with God on anything other than the finished work of Christ? And secondly, are you basing your acceptance of other believers on anything other than the finished work of Christ? I'll give you a few moments to pray quietly, and then I'll close us. Our Heavenly Father, it is so easy, so easy 
for any one of us to begin to trust in a prop, a work, an idea that is in addition to the Lord Jesus. But God, as we have sang, as we have seen in your word so clearly, Jesus truly is enough. He is all sufficient for us. When we think of being made right with you, being acceptable to you, being adopted into your family, being declared righteous, Jesus is all we need. If we add to him, we lose him. And God, when we think about accepting one another, the basis for our acceptance as Christians, it is the finished work of Jesus. And Lord, help us accept and receive one another on the basis of who Jesus is and His finished work and the fact that there's faith in Him. Lord, guard us in a culture that is filled with so many false gospels, so many uh, false uh, hopes of assurance and um, a, a world that wants to add to the gospel. Lord, guard us from ever doing that in terms of our own seeking you and in terms of our relationships with one another. God, it is almost ridiculously simple, but we know the gospel is not ridiculous. A crucified Savior for us and our sins, He is the only one we hope in to be accepted with you and to accept one another, Lord. So just guard us from straying from that. Guard us from departing from that. Guard us from ever adding to the gospel, to the sufficiency of Christ, even a little bit, and open our eyes to see if we have. God, that we would repent and turn away from that and come again one more time to our all-sufficient Savior. God, thank you that you are patient. Thank you that you bear with us. You know our frame, that we are dust. And Lord, you love us and you patiently guide us and show us what we need to see. And Lord, do that even in our midst right now. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.